Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Topical Brainstorm. Uh, my name is Christian Larson, and I'm here with Garrett Fox. How you doing, dude? What's up, man? Nothing much. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? Good. 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 Dude, I can't believe it's already like Christmas. Yeah for for as crazy as this year was, it went by very quickly for me. Oh, me too, man. Like, I mean, the whole world fell apart, but it was, it fell apart quickly. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't come back together very quickly, but. I would, I would uh, argue that it still hasn't come back together at all. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fair point. Fair point. Anyway, not to dwell on, you know, the negative side of life, but, uh, so this is a special episode that we're doing. We just wrapped up reviewing the book How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And we're going to touch on a few of our favorite points and then introduce our next book and a new segment to our podcast. But it should be should be a good episode. So uh, got some good stuff prepared. Yeah. Um, I'll just go ahead and kick us off if that's all right. Yeah, go for it. Um, The very first principle that I really enjoyed from this book is the the principle that people just want to be appreciated. Um, Mm -hmm. When when people feel appreciated, they're much more likely to to want to be your friend. Um, And let's face it, they're much more willing to to help you out and do what you ask of them if if they feel like you appreciate them. It's true. That was, that was also one of my highlights. And I wrote down just a little quote on that. Uh, it was, he wrote it. Well, it's kind of confusing, but the paragraph says Lincoln once began a letter saying everyone like, Oh, my bad. I misread. So the quote is from William James, whoever that is, but it says the deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated. So, you know, the, the deepest principle in human nature, that's obviously a very strong thing. And as you said, it's true. I mean, everybody wants to feel appreciated. Everybody wants to feel respected and important and loved. And that's key in, in everything we've read and learned throughout this book. So you try to find ways to make someone feel appreciated and that goes a long way in being able to influence them or being able to be their friend. I agree. Um, when people feel appreciated, I mean, when I feel appreciated, I'm, I'm much more receptive to the people around me and what they're saying. I'm more open to new ideas. Um, it's just, uh, appreciation will work wonders in your life and in, in the lives of others for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another principle that I really liked was a lot of this book. I feel like you can sum up in, in what we just talked about being showing appreciation, but also in just controlling urges to criticize or to insult or be angry with people. Yeah. Um, and we have those urges. They come from a lack of understanding. You know, it's hard to understand people, especially when you don't know them. And when you see someone do something that you think is, is stupid, 
uh, you usually just don't understand what that person's thinking, you know, and whether when it comes down to it, if you strive for that understanding, once you understand that person, you don't have to agree with them, but that usually reduces any urge you have to criticize or to think that person's a complete idiot, um, or whatever you may want to think. Um, so that, I guess that principle strive to understand people. I think that's another huge key in being able to influence people, being able to show appreciation for people and, uh, help people feel loved and respected. I agree. Um, when you're not criticizing people they're <laughs> they'll definitely feel way more appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Um, with that, I, I have written down on mine, my favorites, um, like if you have to criticize, start with like self-criticism and not necessarily like really, I don't think that was the exact principle in the book, but it was like, if you have to criticize, start by telling them that you used to struggle with that same thing that they're struggling with. And that opens the door for them to be able to take that criticism on themselves and uh, actually use it in a meaningful way rather than just kind of shut down and, and be pissed at you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, show a little humility, basically. Um, that goes a long way, especially if you're in a position of authority over somebody um, or if you come into a situation with more experience than the person you're dealing with that humility goes a huge way in, in that person not feeling talked down to, not feeling disrespected or, or belittled in any way. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's a great principle. Yeah. Um, another thing that he touched on over and over was the, the need for these things to be sincere. You can tell, Maybe not in one interaction, but if you interact with someone over and over again, you can tell if they're a sincere person. You know, you can tell if they care about you at all. You can tell if they have any genuine interest in you. And if you want to build any decent friendship or relationship, you have to be sincere in your interactions with that person. And using any of these things that we've talked about in any previous episode, um, it's all got to be sincere. You can't use these as little tricks to, to get what you want. Um, if it's not going to sincerely help the other person, or if you don't have any interest in, in what happens to the other person. So yeah. being sincere, showing genuine interest, being truly friendly, those are all key as well. Um, in building good relationships with people. Yeah. Um, I feel like that sincerity and you, you already touched on this principle, but that, that sincerity comes with the principle of, you know, understanding the other person. If you just seek, you don't even have to understand them. You have to just seek to understand them. And I feel like that's what builds the bridge that will, that will help you um, interact with, with people that, that you don't understand, you know, just seeking to understand them really opens things up. And allows people to, to they, when they realize that you're not coming at them with a sledgehammer, you know, they'll let down their walls 
and you you're much more likely to have a, a really deep and good conversation with that person at that point. For sure. Well said. Thank building, you. Building bridges. Um, That's what we're I, all about here. <laughs> yeah. I also think, I think at one point, and I'm not sure, I'm pretty sure he said, don't tell people that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he said, don't use concise. Uh, I, I He talked about Benjamin Franklin who didn't use like, ultimate terms he would use things like he, he didn't use like certainly or did he use certainly i, can't I think i don't think he used the word certainly i, I don't think, think he did either he, he used, used things like perhaps or maybe or yeah perhaps maybe suggestion like, words consider this or have you thought about this maybe this yeah and that also when when you're not telling people straight up that that they're wrong when you see something wrong with what they said don't don't tell them straight up that they're wrong. Just kind of suggest to them that maybe they haven't thought it all the way through, and they're way more likely to respond in a way that's not defensive, and you're way more likely to actually get something done and have a, a good conversation. Mm-hmm. And that'll happen to you. Like sometimes you haven't thought things through all the way, you know? For so sure. treat others the way you would like to be treated. Yeah. Uh, One quote that is related to that that I really liked. It just says, every man I meet is my superior in some way in that I learn of him. Yes, that one was good. Emerson said that. and, And Dale Carnegie quoted it in this book. But yeah, that goes along with what you said, right? You, a lot of times you may think you're correct or you may think you've thought things through completely. Um, but if you always have that mindset, you're not going to be able to learn from the people around you. And the people around you always have something to teach you. You know, even little kids, even people that you think don't know which way's up. Everybody is is better at you, knows something that you don't know, better than you at something. And I think having that mindset is is a key to success in life, you know. Just the ability to see the good in everybody and try to learn from everybody um, will get you a long way. I would agree. It's like, do you remember that chapter where it talked about, uh, I think it was Franklin Delano Roosevelt who who realized that if he could be right like 75% of the time, then he was like on a, I just said like four times, gosh, <laughs> then he was on, he would be on a the right trajectory that he wanted to be on. And I feel like that fits really well with what you just said because if you realize that you're going to be wrong sometimes, you're going to be way you're going to be in a way better spot than you would be otherwise because everyone's wrong occasionally. Even me who thinks I'm right all the time, <laughs> like I'm wrong a lot, and that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You're, yeah, that was, I really did like that part. And I don't remember who it was. It was one of those Roosevelt's, I think. But yeah, um, it could have been Teddy. Yeah, if you can be right 60% of the time, you're doing a good job. You know, most people are wrong 50% of the time. Yeah. Or, or more than that, or whatever it is. You know, these are obviously statistics we're pulling out of midair. But that idea <laughs> of if you can be right 60 to 70% of the time, you're, you're killing it, you know? Yeah, I mean you're you're doing super well. Like the thing is people just don't realize that 
they're wrong as often as they are. Yeah. Which is frustrating. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did like that. I did like that principle. I liked the, I loved the principle that you cannot win an argument. Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like we've been taught the exact opposite our entire lives. Um, just because that's all we see. We see people arguing all the time, whether it's the news or um, it's entertaining to watch people argue. But it just it doesn't allow people to feel that appreciation that they need to function in a way that is is going to help everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think there's a big difference between, you know, argument and, and conflict. So I yeah. think, I think every relationship, there's going to be some conflict and there are very healthy ways to deal with that and resolve that. But, but yeah, when it gets contentious and argumentative, as you said, um, you know, that very rarely, if any, if ever, has a positive outcome. And yeah, if, if that leads to things like correcting others or, or insulting or embarrassing others because of their wrong opinions, that's going to lead to nothing but enemies, you know? I agree. But yeah, I think that was I, a good, good principle. I like, what, I like what you just said about the, uh, like, I've I've never thought about it, but there's a huge difference between arguments and conflict. I really like that. That's good. Well done, sir. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's something that I've I've kind of learned since I got I got married, you know, is is there's gonna be there's gonna be conflict in any in any deep relationship, you know? Like you're two different people and you have different beliefs. What you know, no matter how much you align on things, there's going to be something, and usually a lot of things that you don't, but what you don't agree on completely, you don't see eye to eye on, and and I mean a lot of these principles we've discussed, principles that we've discussed, are really good for that. You know, seek for understanding, um, show appreciation. You know, don't get upset and insult people or get angry with people. But yeah, like me and my wife have had plenty of disagreements where we don't understand each other and that leads to conflict, you know, and there have been times when one of us has gotten defensive and then it turns contentious and it gets way worse. Yeah. Um, but the times that we've like been able to like calm down a little bit, talk it out, like conflict is okay if it's dealt with correctly, you know, um, and there are plenty of ways to deal with it correctly where it doesn't get contentious and nobody gets hurt. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, how many other points do you want to touch on? I've only got one more written down that I want to. Yeah, I have, I have two more. Okay, you go with one of yours then, and then I'll go okay. and finish. Um, I have the point that... Uh, people find themselves way more interesting than they find you. So I feel like a lot of us, including me, we try to impress other people and we try to, to make ourselves seem more interesting than we actually are. What people find interesting is when, when people, when they're listened to, when people ask them questions about themselves so they can talk about themselves. That's how you become a good conversationalist 
And that's what people find interesting. So just keep that in mind um, that people find themselves way more interesting than, than they find you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I liked that chapter. I think I remember him saying something along the lines of, you can make more minute, you more friends in in an hour of showing sincere interest in other people than you can in a year of bragging about yourself. Yeah, for you sure. Know, you can try to make yourself seem interesting, and um, that's not going to get you many genuine and sincere friends if all you do is try to make yourself seem cool or seem interesting or seem rich or whatever it is that you want to make people think about yourself. Um, yeah, for sure way more effective to show interest in people and ask good questions. So yeah, I like that chapter. Um, the last thing that I had written down that was just kind of the, it was a good thing to review when I looked through the book one more time to prepare for this episode, but it's actually in the intro and it, it says about 15% of one's financial success is due to one's technical knowledge and about 85% is due to skill and human engineering to personality and the ability to lead people. And again, that's, that's a statistic. He claims there was a study to back that up. I'm not sure how that study was done and that's a hundred years old. So a statistic again, kind of, kind of pulled out of, out of thin air, but the principle I think is really great. Because I feel like there's a huge focus, you know, and growing up as a kid, there's a huge focus on getting good grades and a huge focus on, you know, accomplishing certain things and, you know, getting into college and getting a scholarship or whatever it may be um, and getting your homework done every night, you know, like there's a huge focus on gaining those technical skills and gaining knowledge, but According to this, 85% of your financial success, and I would go on to say, you know, beyond financial success, this probably holds true with social success and every other type of success you can think of. But like 85% is is your ability to deal with people, you know? I'd agree, I, yeah. I, I think that's a huge thing that a lot of times is overlooked. Like your your ability to communicate, your ability to talk to people, to deal with people, to socialize is a huge has a huge impact on on your success in life and your happiness too. I would I would claim I would make that claim. So I'm I think this was a great book. You know I think I learned a lot and I think that it brought my focus back to you know working on my ability to build good relationships because I think that has huge impact on on everything in my life. I think so too. The last. Uh, point I have written down and this one's important although it seems like it might not be okay (laughs) (laughs) okay use and remember people's names all right (laughs) don't forget them it's important that's that's the one thing that they have that is totally theirs all right even if they share it with somebody else like if they have the same name with someone else they're still um, like I'm the only Garrett Fox in the world that has has my face and my DNA and, and you know like I'm the only one and I when people use my name that reminds me of that subconsciously you know so 
Remember people's names. It'll it'll do wonders for you. It got me a job. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a good book. I'm I'm excited to be done with it, but I'm I'm glad we we did it. You know, I learned a lot. Yeah, me too. All right, uh, I think it's finally time to introduce our new book. I am so excited. All right. So we touched on one point a few minutes ago about seeking understanding. And we're about to jump into a whole new realm. And we're going to really try to seek some understanding um, (laughs) on this topic. And the new book and the title is The Man's Guide to Women. Yes, there it is. Um, I'm excited about this book because like most men, I don't understand women. And I, I also realize that every woman is different. So you can't just read this book and automatically know what every woman is thinking or how they feel. But I've read the first chapter and there's a, a lot of stuff in there that I've never even thought about. So I'm super excited. Yeah, and exactly. He he even says that in, well, the author, the authors say that in the first chapter. You know, they've, these people have done a ton of research on not just dating, but also longevity studies in marriage. They've done a lot of research. They've studied over, I want to say it said 9,000 or 3,000 couples in the last 30 years. Yeah, and they followed them. Some of them they followed for like 40 years. Yeah. Like, they followed them for a long time. Yeah, they've done some long-term studies. And, and, and as Garrett said, obviously every woman's different. They're aware of that. But through all these studies, and they've, they've you know recorded couples interact for like full days. or They've done so many studies. And and they're they're aware of that, but this book is it it comes down to a lot of things that they found that every or at least the huge majority of women have in common, you know, of what women truly want. And another t- another point I'd want to touch on is it's not about you know hooking up. Yes, although he he mentions or the the author mentions a couple times they're like, although these principles will probably help you be more attractive on the first date, you know. If you really want to build a good relationship with the woman in your life, and he, I mean, he says like women, and he includes examples of like trying these things out with, you know, with like your family members, your mom or your sisters, because, you know, obviously in non-romantic settings, but he says these things apply and, and they're supposed to work over time to build good marriages, good relationships. And I think that's, um, really what you and me are looking for, Garrett. So that's important to mention. <laughs> it is important to mention. Uh, I think that uh, where I'm at in my life, it, it would be foolish to think that I've learned all there is to learn about this subject. And I'm excited to learn more, you know? For sure. Me too. Uh, <laughs> we've also decided to possibly bring on a few guests that are women to give their perspective on, on the things in the, that lay inside the book. 
Um, so there will be more details on that to come. I figured I better say it though. Otherwise we might not do it. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah, Kylie, Kylie, my wife, Kylie's excited to guest star. She's ready. So that's good. That's good. Uh, I'll have to get her to read some of these chapters, but yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I bet my sister would, I don't think my sister-in-law would, but both my <laughs> sisters I think would. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I could get one of my sisters too as well. My mom, maybe we'll see. We'll, we'll have yeah. some, we'll have some good female input. So yeah, it's not just going to be two dudes we, rambling about what we think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and just to introduce the authors a little bit, the two primary authors are a couple who have been married for about 30 years, John Gottman and Julie Schwartz Gottman. John Gottman, I first heard of from my mother-in-law gave, or she suggested this podcast to me and my wife of John Gottman. And it, it was really interesting. I really liked it. And he, you know, he talked about all these long longevity studies of marriage he's done and the things he's found out. And he 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 made the claim that he could predict within like ninety seven percent accuracy. So he could watch a couple interact for five or for two minutes or something like that, and predict with over ninety percent accuracy if they were going to stay together or not, which is crazy. You know, that is crazy. But that comes from watching just like thousands of couples interact and then, you know, like you said, checking in with them later on. So, yeah, a, a very experienced man who he's done a lot of research. Him and his wife wrote this book along with two other, well, a guy named Douglas Abrams and a woman named Rachel Carlton Abrams. I don't know if they're married or not, but. And John's wife, who also wrote the book, I, I believe her name is Julie. Is that right? Yeah, Julie Schwartz Gottman. Yeah. Did I forget really to say short. that? Yeah, I can't remember. All right. Well, yeah. So this book wasn't just written by a man. It's written by a couple people and a couple um, experienced people. So uh, I think they, I think John and Julie both have PhDs in psychology, don't they? Yeah, they do have PhDs. So that also adds validity to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. And it might be a little uncomfortable sometimes because some of the topics are uh, pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. So it'll be fun though. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, yeah. it's hopefully it's a a learning experience for both of us and for our listeners. I'm sure. I'm sure it will be for us. I can't say <laughs> anything for the listeners, but um, yeah. And. And yeah, as Garrett said, that will start <laughs> next week, and we're excited to get into it. Yeah, for sure. All right. I think the last thing we wanted to talk about today, we're going to bring a new segment onto our podcast. Um, I don't know. Do we have a name for the segment yet? No. Okay. Well, we'll have to come up with a catchy, <laughs> uh, pizzazzy name, you know, but um, yeah. pretty much the gist of it. Christian and I both have goals that we want to uh, accomplish in our lives, and we feel like the accountability of people knowing what those goals are will help us out. Um, with that being said, I'm I'm currently reading a book called Atomic Habits, and it talks not about goals, but about how if you want to accomplish goals, you can't just focus on the goal. You can't say, 
I want to read more and not have any way of actually accomplishing that. So he says that you're far better off, the author of that book says, you're far better off off by picking a system that you want to incorporate into your life that fits a goal that you want to achieve and just focusing on the system. And you can honestly forget the goal at that point because if the system's good enough, you will accomplish the goal. Uh, and I found that very in- interesting. So Christian and I are going to come up with some goals that we want to accomplish, and we're going to come up with systems to achieve those goals. And we're going to announce them to you guys as our listeners and hopefully be held accountable by, you, by all of you. And we're going to check up on our, on our systems that we create every week and see how we're doing and see if they're helping us accomplish the things in our lives that we, we want to accomplish. Yeah, well said. And I'll go, go first and um, kind of say what I want to work on. And I just, Garrett recently brought, brought up this idea of focusing on your habits as opposed to the goal. And I, I like it. I haven't read the book yet, so I'm trying to, to, you know, I just barely before we started recording this episode spoke with Garrett about what a good system would be for me. So I'll try out one this week and if it doesn't work, it may change in the future, but cause I haven't, I haven't put this into practice yet as much as I should. But my, my main goal, the main thing I want to work on is, is just using my time better. I found myself spending too much of my free time on kind of useless things. You know, like I watch too much Netflix. I spend too much time on my phone, unproductive time, you know, and I, there are a lot of things I want to do. Like I want to, I want to read more. I want to play more music. I, I have a guitar and I, I, I bought a guitar with my, uh, stimulus package money. Some of, <laughs> some of it, not all of it, not that expensive guitar. You bought but. a $1,200 guitar? <laughs> no. But. Does that thing fly? <laughs> Does it play itself? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. Um, but, you know, I want to spend more time doing that because I really do enjoy when I get that guitar out and I play it. I want to read more. Um, there are things I want to, you know, I want to exercise more. And I, I, I haven't quite nailed down you know, specific goals for those. But my main goal is that I want to spend my time better. And a big one of those, the one I think I want to focus on is spending less time on my phone. And the system that I'm going to try to put into place this week, the habit I'm going to try to develop is when it's time for me to be productive or, you know, when it's time, when it's time for me to, to focus on one of these hobbies that I enjoy, I'm going to try to put my phone in the other room and just leave it in there, you know, and, and Garrett mentioned that I could turn on the sound instead of putting it on. Do not disturb. I usually have it on. Do not disturb, um, out of habit from not wanting it to go off in class. And that's just a habit I've built up a few years ago and haven't changed yet. But so the system I'm going to put in place is just when it's one of those times. And hopefully that happens pretty frequently when I'm just home during the day is I'm going to put my phone in the other room you know, I can go check it in case my wife texts me if she's at work or, or calls me or whatever on occasion. But 
and maybe I don't know. Maybe this system is too loosely described, and I need to to make it more detailed. But that's the basic idea: is I'm going to try to cut down on my phone time by putting it in the other room and just trying to leave it in there for as long as I can. And uh, I guess I will report on how that goes next week. Nice. Would you have any uh, suggestions on how to improve that system, Garrett, or um, other rules to I give th- myself? I think that the the system, you'll know after a couple of days whether it's working or not. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. You'll you'll know whether it's working, and I I expect that it'll it'll change at least once or twice, you know, till you find out what you really want to do and what really works for you. Because yeah. what what'll work for somebody else won't work for you, and what will work for you might not work for somebody else. But um, I do strongly believe that by building habits that support the kind of person you want to be, you don't really have to focus on, on goals because, uh, something I find very interesting and and that we, none of us really ever think about is if you look at the team that wins the Super Bowl every year, they, they will say that their goal was to win the Super Bowl and we, we applaud them and we cheer for them and, and we're happy for them and we admire them because they accomplished their goal. What we don't realize is that Everybody, all the other teams had the same goal. Um, so what set them apart is, is how they went about accomplishing that goal. It's a, it was about the system that they used to become the type of players that, that they were to win, to win. You know, that's, that's what it's all about is, is setting yourself apart on some level um, and becoming the type of person that you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I too will come up with some, with some goals and more importantly, some systems to accomplish those goals. I have a few in mind, um, that I'll probably introduce later as the next semester of school starts. But, um, I also have some other, some other ideas. I want to, I'm going to start going back to the gym this Christmas break. Nice. I haven't come up with a system for that yet, but I will. Um, so follow up with me on that next episode. Uh, I also want to stop spending so much damn money on food. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Because, yeah, and I... I mean, that's a worthy goal. I, I need to come up with a system for that. So uh, follow up with me on both of those next time. All right, let me write those down. So stop spending so much damn money on food. <laughs> exact word. <laughs> yeah. And the gym. Okay, got it. Um, and then I'll, I'll have more. And I, I think it's fair with this segment that we can add and – take away whenever we want for sure i think it'll be good i think uh what we should do is maybe set up an email address and have uh have some uh, have our listeners email us about whether like if if we say that we didn't accomplish a goal or something or or didn't follow our system right then they, they can keep us more accountable 
that way or something. I don't know. Is Kylie still going to set up a an Instagram page for us? Yeah, I think she is in the. I think she started it already. So really, should, oh, that's awesome. You should text her and and verify that. But I think she has. Sweet. So we'll have that too. We're 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 getting some good things going here at Topical Brainstorm. Yeah, we sure are. You know, <laughs> we're we're improving ourselves and everything. So yeah. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um. No, I think I think that's it. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks everybody. And uh come back next week for more sweet, sweet uh content. <laughs> Dude, it'll definitely be a little bit different, but it'll be fun. Yeah, I think it's be. funny that we're just gonna have two dudes talking about like such a topic, you know? Like <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I mean, this book was written for men, so, you know. It was, but I feel like most men aren't even willing to, like, admit that they've read such such a thing, you know. Uh, maybe so. that's true. Huh. And we're just putting it out in public, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, everybody.